Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi everyone, welcome back to Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today I am here with Shakia, and who is a military spouse, so welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Grace. Yes. So tell me about, you know, your experience as a military spouse, what it's been like for you and just a little overview. Yeah, definitely. So my husband is Army. He has been in um, 13 years now. Um, So it has been definitely a learning experience. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So I, and I, and I do think that my my experience is somewhat unique in a way of that my husband did start enlisted and now that he he's then he went on to officer. So I do feel like I kind of got two sides of the veil um, that lots of military spouses kind of talk about. And I do appreciate that experience. Um, so, you know, my and then my experience as far as how it started was that actually I met my husband in college. We, we met in college, we're dating, um, and he decided that he wanted to do the military as his career. Um, so I definitely didn't know much about the military. I didn't, only things that I did know are like uncles who are in like Vietnam. And, you know, that's a very intense kind of type of conversation. And so right. there was hurry in there. Um, however, it ended up being a really great experience. I've met so many good people. Uh, I love all the FRG um, activities. I've been an FRG leader before, and it has definitely created lifelong bonds. But also there has been lots of um, struggles in between because you're learning how to be a parent in the process of that. Also learning how to understand how to be a solo parent sometimes with deployments and TDYs and things of that sort. So it's definitely been an up and down type of experience. However, you know, you know, we've been going through it together. And so that's been very helpful. Yeah. And it's definitely another different type of challenge when you're coming from the civilian background, like you were saying, and having, you know, those uncles and, you know, relatives that have served, but served during Vietnam, which is a completely mm-hmm. different era than what we are now in 9-11 and post 9-11. And mm-hmm. then some people have the advantage of saying, hey, you know, I grew up in a military family. I know what this is like. But it's a completely different world when you're kind of just thrown in there and saying, you know, what it, figure it out yourself. No, agreed. And I think that when you meet other military spouses, they also are trying to give you kind of the downloaded, quick and easy, this is what you should do kind of version. But I think and and what I've experienced with some of the younger military spouses that I've met, I'm telling them the kitten caboodle, like, yes, it's going to be an adventure. Yes, you're going to cry some nights. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to move a lot, you know, and so I try to give them like the whole picture of things because I do feel like I may have missed some of that in the very beginning. And I just kind of had to struggle bus and kind of figure it out all on my own. Yeah. And a lot of military spouses, you know, kind of have it. Everyone has a different experience. Like every experience is so different, whether, you know, some are dual military families and some are single. And, you know, like it. it's just you have to 
take everyone's experiences with a grain of salt because yours is going to be so different. But I mean, you can take the advice and uh, suggestions from everyone and kind of just make it your own. And that's what's so special about it. Nobody is going to get the same duty stations. Nobody is going to, you know, get the same like friends and, you know, support groups. Some duty stations, you'll have an amazing support group. Some, Mm -hmm. not so much. And so you have to kind of just go around and with an open mind and think, you know, this might not be the best, but we're going to make it work. Yeah, I've definitely experienced that on on many levels. Agreed. Yeah. What are some of those experiences that you've had? So for me, I guess you can say it's my husband and I, when we met, we were young, of course, Um, we were just getting out of college. And so we were establishing ourselves as not only as a couple, but in our careers, I mean, in our lives. And so as we've gone through the military over the last, you know, the 13 years, we've had two children. He's, you know, he's went from enlisted to officer. And then I personally, too, in my career went from I graduated, you know, with a bachelor's. Now I have a master's and now, you know, I have my own business and things like that. So learning how to navigate constant moves and the pressures of parenting, because that's a big deal. I've had to figure out how to compartmentalize just a little bit enough so that I can still continue to kind of level up. So one thing that, you know, military spouses talk about all the time is about they want their career and they want to be able to contribute and they want to be able to be a part and have something for themselves. And that was a big thing for me. How do I balance being a parent, a mother, a wife, but also trying to make sure that I fulfill that ambitious part of me? Uh, as far as like going back to school, I actually have a children's book. Um, it's called We Are a Family of Heroes. Um, and so those are different things that I've taken for myself and had to kind of like balance those things out with having moved five times and still potentials of more moves. And my husband's actually currently on a deployment, a nine month deployment. And so there are just these things that you have to learn how to balance and be intentional about through that military career, because you want your life to be as important too as your soldiers um, experience as well. Right. A lot of people you know, and when I say people, I'm meaning like civilians, like you, you see the life from the outside that you're not actually living in it. And you're like, oh, like, you know, they've got everything, like they get to explore the world, they, you know, get all the benefits and, you know, all of this like glorious stuff. But then it's like, no, it is not glorious (laughs) at all. Like, you know, and what you said, a lot of military spouses want that career. They want that fulfillment of having a job and, you know, mm-hmm. supporting their family and, you know, all of that. And it's so much harder as a military spouse and part of a military family. I would agree, especially if you get put in an area because not everybody's um, spouse goes right to a base. They could be a recruiter or something of the sort. I mean, right. so we don't always live in like a military community. And I've experienced that through the different moves that we've had. We've had communities where everywhere you went down the street, everybody's in a uniform. And then mm-hmm. you go to another, you barely see anyone in the uniform. And it can be very much like you're not you're not sure where the support is, what to do or how to behave. And then you have the, the flip side of that of like, okay, if I move, if I'm, I'm pregnant and I'm going to move and I'm going to do this. I'm only at this base for a year. Is somebody going to hire me? Do I tell them that I'm only going to be here for a year? And so there are so many different decisions that you have to make because you you want to be able to have the things that you want, 
versus saying like, well, we're going to move in a year anyway, so I might as well just, you know, do this other thing, you know, and that may work for some, but it worked for everybody. Yeah. And like you said, they, if an employer finds out like you're a military spouse, no matter how long you're going to be there for, that's like an automatic deterrent for so many employers. And it's so unfortunate because, you know, military spouses are some of the hardest working people out there. But because they're only there for long, their location is temporary. So many people don't take the risk and don't, you know, hire these military spouses as part of their their jobs. And it is unfortunate. But there are some where it's like, you know, they take pride in hiring veterans and their families. And, you know, we're seeing a lot more of that, but there's still a lot more to come because there's still so many people that need jobs and you know yeah. military spouses want to work they don't want to you know sit around and do that you know depend a life because mm-hmm. that's stereotype so mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot to it agreed Agreed. And I've had, there's been lots of talks, like there's been lots of different organizations that are, are trying to push the agenda with spouses privileges on, on, on bases. There's been, right. you know, Blue Star Fans is doing a really great job of those type of things and making sure spouses know where, what companies um, value them. Right. Yeah. And if like, you know, going on UA, USA jobs and, you know, you can see there's a specific box you check if you're a military spouse, like where employers are looking for military spouses or they're more inclined to hire military spouses because, you know, of whatever it may be. And a lot of jobs are going remote now, too, which is extremely beneficial. Most definitely. Agreed. Yeah. What is it like, you know, you mentioned kind of running your own business, being an entrepreneur. What is that like for you? It definitely has its benefits and its drawbacks, right? So everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. But the one thing about being an entrepreneur is that you are the beginning and you are the end. (laughs) So you do quick, you know, when you first start out, you may not have the money, whatever type of business it is to um, outsource a lot of things, right? right? But as grow, you know, in your business, you may start being able to do that, but it is its own little beast and you have to do everything from the marketing to the payroll, you know? And and so that part can be very stressful. But on the flip side of that, the one thing I love about is that I get to create my schedule. And one of the biggest things that I have always um, wanted was to make sure I had that balance and be intentional with my family and with my children. Um, and so this allows me to do that. So if I need to take off a Friday, I take off a Friday. You know, if I don't need to schedule some people here, I don't need to schedule some people here. And so it gives me the freedom and the autonomy to be able to say, okay, this is going to be designated for this. And I don't have to worry about asking for permission or having to put in, you know, get into the, the, the whole PTO game and those type of things. Um, so I will say it does allow me that flexibility and that autonomy to do to make decisions, but it also does put lots of pressure on you where you have to make sure you are, um, you know, meeting the the quotas and the requirements that um, that you've set for yourself. Right. Because, I mean, like you said, there are the both sides to it, but you have to find the balance. And it's so hard to do that some days. And, you know, Because like I'm running the podcast. I do. I volunteer with the Travis Mills Foundation. I am full time student. Like, you know, there's so many things that that go into, you know, 
building your own life, building your own little, your own little empire, you know, and there's so much that goes into it that a lot of people don't realize. And there's so many people out there saying, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to, you know, because they mm-hmm. see the benefits of it. And that's, that's huge. But it's, the, it's hard to see the struggles until you really get into it. And you'll learn about your time management skills and your dedication really quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. But I do encourage all military spouses, if you are in that in that that whirlwind of like, I'm only going to be here for this long and I'm only going to be there for this long and this I can't pick this up and take it with me and I have to restart infrastructure and all those type of things. I do encourage them to find, you know, what I call your your briefcase, um, your briefcase uh, career because it just goes with you and you can still continuously work on it regardless of however many PCSs that you go through. It definitely gives you that freedom to be able to, you know, work with your family spend time with your children, but still fulfill that part of yourself. Right. Because you never know the saying when duty calls is the truest statement ever. So you never Mm -hmm. know when something's going to come up. You don't never know. You could be like, all right, I'm PCSing in a year. And then two months later you get orders. Like you never know. And Mm -hmm. you have to be able to just pick up, move and go. And it's, very much a benefit if you can take your career with you, whether that's being an entrepreneur or whether that's just working remotely for a company or even working in person for a company that, you know, is very flexible with your schedule and your moving and things like that, too. Yeah, agreed. 100%. Yeah. What it, you know, you mentioned having a family as well. What is that like, you know, having a military life, coming into it, and then also bringing a family into it as well? Yeah, um, I don't know. So, of course, so my husband was in a couple years before we had our children. Um, So I had gotten used to the lifestyle for the most part and the moving. He deployed when we were dating. And so I knew the struggles or the challenges, I guess you would say, of the military lifestyle. And so one thing that I we both spoke about was how do we be intentional with our time when, when we are together? Because we know, you know, when you go into deployment, you only get one year off and then you can be eligible again for another deployment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've kind of experienced that in our lifestyle. But I think for us, it's about curating those specific events for our families. So not just... Um, you know, just, you know, going through the day to day, but making sure we are celebrating each other, making sure that we are making time, having trips, um, having those type of experiences with each other so that we will have those memories as they're growing. Now, my kids are still, you know, pretty young, um, but they definitely remember, like my son, he said, you know, recently he said, um, what happened to that other house? You know, he's like, <laughs> what happened to that other house, you know, the one with the blue park. And I was like, oh, you remember that? And he was like, yeah. Is it still there? I was like, yeah, it's still, it's still there. <laughs> um, but we know that they um, they remember these things. And so one of our projects is whenever we do go to different stations, I always make sure I get pictures of him and his friends and his teachers. And we have a wall in his room where it has all of those people. It says our friends and our family. And yeah. so we keep, I, I switch out quite often and make sure that he has those memories and that he can pull from them. They don't forget people because it will be far in between and stuff like that. 
when we don't see them. But even though some of those friends from those other bases, we meet for beach from beach time in the summers. And, you know, we try to make sure that we're keeping those things connected because, you know, these people I'm meeting, they're like lifelong friends. I may not have seen them in a year, but we try to make sure we're coming together on those type of events and things like that. Yeah. It's hard. I'll give (laughs) It's so hard, especially with the uncertainty of military life. And then you're adding another military family, like trying to bring two families together. You never know. We, um, Mm -hmm. I just got back actually like a couple weeks ago, just got back from a trip to Seattle where, Mm -hmm. you know, these, like you said, you make lifelong friends and they become family. And so we hadn't Mm -hmm. seen them in like, eight nine almost nine years but you know we keep in contact and all of that but you know it's just that relationship where it's like you might have thousands of thousands of miles in between you like they're all the way up in Washington and I'm all the way down in Florida like complete opposite ends of the country but you still it's like nothing ever happens because you have those lifelong friendships you have those families like I could go anywhere in this world, basically, and say, hey, I'm coming here and somebody's going to be there, you know, because you just yeah. it's such a small world within the military community. Yeah, we always say small army, small army. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, because you like you meet at this one spot and then everyone mm-hmm. goes everywhere. And it's just yeah. it's incredible. Mm-hmm. No, agreed. I think too, like some of the families that I have met, they all, we're all kind of, our kids are all the same age. Um, We've basically been married around the same time. And so we all get to look at each other and view the different stages of how things are going. Like, oh, okay, you got sent abroad this time, but I'm still here in the States. Tell me how that is. And so you can just pick their brains and see, you know, where they're at in those stages so you can learn more about what you may need to do. Like we, we will be PCS and up north um, uh, soon. And so I'm already, you know, saying, hey, what is it still like? You know, what is it <laughs> And where the schools are, what district should I stay in, what neighborhoods are good. And it only takes, I'll see like, you know, you'll post it and one minute later, there's 17 different comments because they're yeah. coming to rally beside you and they want to be there for you and help you really settle, settle into that life. Because that's one thing I know about a military family is when we get to a place, we are in there and we're in there quick. <laughs> you know, right. you want to get settled. You want to find your family around you want to find all your favorite things and you do it so faster and I noticed it's a lot faster than other like civilian companies like I mean civilian families I'll like some of my friends and they'll they'll move to new places and they'll still have boxes you know months in I'm like that's not how military families like we get in there (laughs) we are unpacked and we are ready to explore and and learn the new city that we're in because we know for a fact that in two years if not shorter we'll be gone again yeah exactly and You know, the thing always is, is if you have boxes that are still packed from your last move, nine times out of 10, Mm -hmm. you do not need them. You don't even need to open them to see what's inside of them. They can just go. You didn't use it for a year or so. It can't. (laughs) It's just taking up extra weight. Agreed. Agreed. I I was just telling my husband, I was like, I wonder what the new configuration of our new place is going to be because every time we move, now we had to add a couch or delete a couch or something of the sort, you know, yeah. because everything starts around it. It's so funny. Um, 
It feels like like musical chairs when it comes to your furniture. <laughs> yeah, because some places, you know, you get bigger, you know, housing accommodations. Some places you get smaller. Some places, you know, you get an extra bedroom. Some places you don't get fortunate to have that, you know, and you just have to kind of like try and mess around with it and see see what works. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yes. It's just like cabinet storage, you know? <laughs> It's funny you said that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's it's so different and it's such, you know, it's incredible to have those friends and family, you know, those friends that become family that are already at a location or at a very a location very close to where you're gonna be at to say, hey, like we're coming. Like, what do you expect? Even if they're not there, you know, they've lived there and they have tips and they have advice. They can share some of those favorite spots where they might not be your favorite spots. You might find somewhere else, but you can, you know, just go and start experiencing those different places and different areas that you've never even been to before. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. So the last question I always like to ask is what piece of advice would you give to another military spouse? It's all about tapping into the resources. Go to your family readiness center, wherever you go. Every time you move, especially when you do your first move in your first duty station, the first place you need to visit is your family readiness center. And look, I'm not connected to them at all. (laughs) I do know that (laughs) the amount of resources that they have will help you because not everybody's an extrovert like me. When I go to a city, I just jump head first right in. You know, we have introverts and people who have some social anxieties, um, but that's the place that you want to go so that you can kind of find your people and find your tribe really quickly because you will get isolated very quickly as a military spouse. And we know that, especially if you're in a very, a larger city where um, the, communi- the community is very mixed where you are, especially if you don't live on base or something, but please start at the Family Readiness Center because you want to get connected immediately. You want to get those resources immediately um, because the isolation, I would say, as a military spouse would be probably the roughest part about being a military spouse. All the moving, all the constant, you know, kind of shuffling your kids around or, you know, all these different things. It'll make you kind of want to stay away because, you know, you're going to be getting ready to move again. I hear lots of spouses talk about they kind of detach a little bit because there's so much going on. But I say fight that, push against it and just. Get involved as fast as you can so that you don't have to feel like I don't have any. Absolutely, because you never know what you're jumping into when you, you know, you don't get to pick your duty station. You never, because I think if we all were able to pick, we'd all be in Hawaii right now. You know? Yes, that in Florida. (laughs) Hawaii, Florida, Germany, Italy, you know, we'd all be in these exotic places. So, (laughs) of course, yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Um, Where can listeners connect with you? Yeah. So you can connect with me on IG at at Intrinsic Growth. Um, And then you can also connect with me on Facebook at, um, what is it? Life at Life Coach Shakia Sherelle. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. 
make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.